The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with your host, Jackie Pilosoff. No one should have to go through a divorce feeling alone and isolated. The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast is a production of Divorced Girl Smiling, where every show is 30 minutes aimed to empower you, help you feel validated and understood, and connect you with some of the best divorce professionals in the industry. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and start smiling as you join us right now for the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Before we get started, I wanted to take a minute to talk about two Divorce Girl Smiling trusted professionals who I think are wonderful. The first is the law firm of Katz and Stefani, based in Chicago and has offices in Bannockburn. And Katz and Stefani has been around since 2008. They are a very well-respected, well-known law firm, and they deal in high-asset, high-net-worth, high-conflict divorce. So if you are in that category, you owe it to yourselves to have a consult with Dan Stefani, co-founder. Dan is wonderful. I've probably known him for 20 years, and he's just such a good, good person and really smart and experienced. So if you want to learn more, you can go to CatsStefani.com. I also want to introduce my newest Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professional. His name is Phil Legelia, and Phil is a Senior Vice President for North Shore Trust and Savings. And I met Phil about four years ago, and I have to say, from the minute I started talking to Phil, I respected and adored him. He's one of the most personable people I know, perfect for the mortgage business. He's experienced, he is a great listener, and he has such a passion to help men and women facing divorce either refinance their home or get a new mortgage. And Phil is also a divorced dad. He's remarried, but he's divorced, so he understands that fearful mindset that people are going through when they're going through a divorce. So if you want to learn more about Phil, you can find him in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling or on his website. And you can also find Katz and Stefani in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. So I believe that nobody should judge somebody for when they decide to start dating during or after their divorce. It's a very personal decision. And a lot of people feel like they've been alone for such a long time, even in their marriage, they feel really lonely. And so right when they get separated, they're ready to start dating. And I would never judge that. Now that said, there are some disadvantages to dating during divorce. And that's what I want to talk about today. To talk about seven reasons dating during divorce might be a bad idea, I have with me divorce coach Karen Cuffey. Hi, Karen. Hey, Jackie. Nice to see you as always. Love having you on the show. Oh, and I love being here. Thank you so much for having me again. Well, Karen and I have known each other for a long time. I want to tell my listeners a little bit about you, Karen, so they see the credibility that you have. Karen is a divorce attorney, but she doesn't practice anymore. Karen is a 
divorce mediator, but she doesn't mediate anymore. And a few years ago, decided to become a divorce coach and only coach. So what I love so much about you, Karen, is that if somebody hires you, they're getting the benefit of your knowledge of being a divorce lawyer and a mediator and a coach. So it's like a three for one. Yeah, exactly. But no, Karen, you really do know what you're doing. And I think you're a wonderful coach. And I love this article you wrote about dating during divorce and why it might be a bad idea. And I want to start off before we get into the seven reasons by telling my listeners that it's kind of a bummer that we're saying dating during divorce might be a bad idea, because I know that people listening might be ready to date. But all Karen and I want to do today is give you some things to think about so that you make the best decisions. It doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't date after a divorce, but Karen wrote this article to try to show you what to think about and what to be careful of. Okay, so Karen, you wrote this article and tell me why, first of all, you think that people when they're getting divorced, want to date so quickly after? There's a lot of reasons why people might want to date. Um, first of all, if you're the person who decided that you wanted the divorce, if you were the initiator, so to speak, you've been processing the idea of divorce in your own mind, in your own heart, probably for at least months, if not years. So you've already dealt with your emotional stuff. You're ready to move on. What you have to remember is that your partner, the person who whose idea it wasn't to get a divorce, they this might have just been sprung on them. This might be all new to them. And you'd say to yourself, how can it be new to this person? The marriage was so bad for so long. How could they not know that divorce was going to come? And I can promise you they didn't know. The, the capacity of a human being to engage in denial is amazing, right? So they might not, they might have known that things weren't great, but they didn't realize that you were actually going to force the issue and get a divorce. So they're still processing, they're way behind emotionally. And the biggest, if you had to sum up most of the reasons for why dating divorce during a divorce isn't good into one reason, it's because of the emotional toll and the emotional effects that it has on your divorce and the behavior that those emotions cause. So while you may be totally ready to start dating, if your partner isn't ready to see you start dating, it causes or it can cause big problems. Okay, let's get into the specifics of why dating during divorce might cause some problems. And I'm going to read the reasons and then that you wrote in the article, and then you just expand on it and explain. So the first one was dating during divorce can damage your ability to settle amicably. What I mean by that is, again, if your spouse isn't ready to see you dating, and most spouses, I mean, while you're still married, you know, the, the other person probably feels like, you know, you're still his wife or her husband or whatever, and they don't want to see you date. So what happens is they get angry. They get emotionally upset. They get hurt more and emotions drive divorce. So when they're angry, when they're upset, when they're mad that you're dating and they're not, or even if they are, when they're mad that you're dating, they start arguing about everything and it increases the, um, the tension, the conflict. 
The more conflict you have, the more money you spend. The longer it takes to settle, everything drags out. So by dating during divorce, it amps everything up. It heats up the divorce to a point where now you're fighting and you didn't have to be, right? All right, so let's break this down into an example. I'm gonna give my listeners an example. You are starting mediation and you've had a couple sessions and you're talking about things like the division of assets, who's staying in the house, custody schedules, maintenance, child support. You're talking about all these different things and things are going okay. And then your spouse finds out that you are dating someone. Now he or she is just pissed. So all of this emotion comes out and he is just so angry that now he's going to, in the next mediation session, be like, you know what? No, I'm not going to give you half of this. And no, this isn't the custody schedule that I agree to. And I want to stay in the house. And I'm telling you, people can make it really difficult because of their emotions. And Karen, you know this way better because you used to be a mediator. Tell me if what I'm saying is true. You are 100% spot on. And here's the kicker, right? If you say to to your spouse, you're only saying all these things and the only reason you don't want to make a deal is because I'm dating someone, they're probably going to deny it, right? So you're fighting about money or you're fighting about time with your kids or you're fighting about whatever the issue is, but that's not really what you're fighting about. What you're fighting about is the fact that one of you is hurt because the other one is dating. And so you don't want to make any deal about anything ever, period, the end. Right. And so absolutely. But, and what makes that so hard to deal with is that, you know, the mediator is trying to say, well, what could you do about, you know, this what could you do about this time uh, schedule with the kids? Does this work? Or what about this? Or what about that? They're trying to actually make a deal about the thing that you're talking about. Meanwhile, it's the thing that nobody's talking about that's really driving the conversation. You hit it on the head. Number two of reasons why dating during divorce might be a bad idea. Dating during divorce can reduce the amount of spousal support you receive. Is that true just in Illinois, in every state? It is not true in Illinois, but it is true in some states. So what you have to make sure of is in your state, if you're the person who is going to be receiving spousal support, in some states, Fault is an issue and dating somebody or sleeping with somebody while you're married to another person is a ground for fault divorce. It's called adultery. And that's an ugly word. And you can say, but we're in the middle of a divorce. Maybe we're separated. We're not even living together anymore. How can this be adultery? And I'm telling you, legally, technically, it can be. And so you want to be sure that before you go do something like date somebody, if that's going to affect your financial outcome in the divorce, you need to think about that before you start dating. So this is where Karen's lawyer advice comes into play. So if you live in Illinois, correct me if I'm wrong, Karen, you don't have to worry about this. But if you're in another state and you're not sure, this is a good question for your divorce attorney or your divorce mediator. Absolutely. 
You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff and I'm your host. I'm here today with divorce coach Karen Covey and Karen and I are talking seven reasons why dating during divorce might be a bad idea. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get to the rest of the reasons. We'll be right back. I think that anybody who is going through a divorce truly needs therapy. You could be the most well-adjusted person, and if you're going through a divorce, I would still recommend therapy because divorce is such a scary and stressful time, and people who are getting divorced are not themselves, and they really lack a lot of self-esteem and just confidence, and I truly believe therapy is beneficial. If you're looking for a wonderful therapy group, I would highly recommend Affiliates in Counseling. They have offices throughout Chicagoland, and I've known Jason Price, the co-founder, for at least 10 years. I've met so many therapists there, including Rebecca Scheinman and Jennifer Solomon, and they're all wonderful, the ones that I've met. If you want to learn more, you can find them at affiliatesincounseling.net. I also want to introduce my newest Divorce Girl Smiling trusted professional. Her name is Liz Wakeman, and Liz is a divorce attorney in the McHenry County area. And I'm so impressed by what I've learned about Liz so far. Liz earned her law degree in 1993, She's also a certified mediator and a collaborative divorce attorney, and she's based in Crystal Lake. And what I love about Liz is her commitment to ethics and doing the right thing in every case. Liz has really high standards, and that is why she is so well-known and well-respected. So if you want to learn more about Liz Wakeman, you can find her at wakemanlaw.net, and you can find both Liz and affiliates and counseling in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. Today, I am talking seven reasons why dating during divorce might be a bad idea. I'm here with Karen Covey, one of the best divorce coaches I know. Karen, I think you and I have known each other for 10 years. I know you when you were practicing law. I knew you when you were a mediator. I've known you as a coach. And um, really, you've written so many articles for Divorce Girl Smiling. We've done a lot of podcasts. And I have to tell my listeners, great, great divorce coach. If you're interested, Karen can be found at karencovey.com. Okay, Karen, reason number three, dating during divorce can affect your settlement strategy. So how is that different from settling amicably? It's a little bit different because if you're if you're going to receive spousal support, there are different ways that you can receive it. You can receive money paid out X dollars per month over a certain length of time, or there's also an option that you can receive a lump sum settlement. Or you could also say, I'm gonna take more property you know, instead of the maintenance, like you have a lot of options, but many of those options, for example, the lump sum settlement, you're not going to get that unless your spouse agrees to it. Well, if your spouse is spitting mad at you because you're dating someone else, he or she's not going to agree. So 
in order to get the best settlement and to keep as many options open as you want, it's important for you to be working with somebody who is open to agreeing to things, who's open to new ideas or thinking out of the box and working with you. You can't do that if they're angry at you. And if they're, you know, if you're dating during divorce, especially if they didn't know about it until, you know, their their best friend saw you with somebody and told them, now they're really upset. Now it becomes more difficult to deal with them and to settle your case. I have seen so many divorces go from amicable, really nice and polite to just a nightmare when somebody finds out that their ex has a girlfriend or a boyfriend. And it's funny, Karen, I was just going to ask you, let's just do a little sidebar here and talk about why it's bad to like, maybe somebody's listening and they're saying, well, I'm just going to date and I'll just hide it. Why is that not such a great idea? In our world of social media, that's a really bad idea. All you have to be doing is going out to a party with someone, somebody you don't even know snaps a picture, they put it on their social media account, and boom, all of a sudden, there's your smiling face with somebody else that has their arm around you. Or, you know, we live in a small interconnected world. We don't feel it all the time, but it's true. So you go out to some restaurant and somebody you haven't seen in years sees you and says, oh, hey, and who is this? Right. <laughs> and you're like, humana, humana, humana. And it just, it can get sticky. And it what also gets sticky is when it's your child's friend's parents that see you with a different person out for dinner or at a basketball game or a, a concert or wherever it is that you go. There are so many potential complications that it's like, you just don't want to do it. If you're going to do it, it's better to be upfront than to try to hide it. Because if you try to hide it and you get caught, it's always worse than just saying, Hey, our divorce is dragged down for three years. Now I'm going to date. I just can't take this anymore. Okay at least you've been upfront about it. Absolutely. Because then not only is your spouse upset that you're dating someone, they feel like you lied to them, you hid it from them, you went behind your back. Now there's another reason to be angry. Absolutely. And I will add, if you're going to do something like that, or if you start dating someone, please tell your lawyer. I mean, the last thing the lawyer needs is to be standing in front of a judge and have the other lawyer hit them with information that they didn't know about. And now they look stupid. Maybe their arguments and their legal position is undermined. And they're turning and looking at you saying, why didn't you tell me? So it may make no difference. The lawyer may go, yeah, whatever, I don't care. The lawyer is probably going to tell you, yeah, this isn't the best idea. Are you sure you want to do this? You do what you want. You make your choices, but don't keep your lawyer in the dark because that could hurt you. I want to interject before we get to the next reason and tell my listeners that Karen and I are on your side. We want you to meet someone else. We want you to fall in love. We want you to date and be happy and end up madly in love, but it has to be the right time. And we're just trying to protect you. So please don't think we want you to be lonely and feel alone. We know it's hard. I've been divorced. I remember that loneliness and really wanting to date, but we're just trying to help you be smart during your divorce. Exactly. And, you know, the other thing is, this is not a moral judgment. 
Like neither Jackie or I is saying, oh, if you date while you're, you're just going through a divorce, you're still married, you're a bad person. No, not at all. It's about what the consequences of your decision should be. And we're just trying to educate you about the potential consequences if you do date during the divorce so that you can make an informed decision. That's all. Definitely. Okay. Next reason dating during divorce can hurt you is dating during divorce can hurt your post-divorce parenting. This one is a big one, right? Because if your spouse feels like you betrayed him, like you went behind his back, that you lied, that you replaced him immediately, you weren't even divorced yet and you started dating, they're gonna, he's going to be angry at you. The two of you have to co-parent your children together after your divorce. It is way harder to do that if, you're, if you can't stand each other. And if you're angry at each other and then you've got all the craziness that gets acted out through your children and your children suffer because your spouse will do something, you know, something foolish and put your kids in the middle and say, you know, tell your mother, blah, blah, blah. Or your spouse will badmouth you to your kids. And everybody knows you shouldn't do that, but everybody is also human. And sometimes if your spouse is angry, he says something or she says something in front of the kids that, you know, you wish they hadn't said. So you don't want to have to deal with that. And you don't want to have your child. Again, it's the whole idea of, you know, whether you are straight with somebody and tell them up front, this is what I'm doing versus going behind their back. If you've got a child, especially a child who's old enough to understand a little bit about what dating is and your spouse says, did you know that your mother's a cheater? Your mother, blah, 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 you know, and should your spouse do that? No, absolutely not. But now you've got your child who doesn't, might not know what a cheater was and didn't know that about, about you. And now you're having to explain yourself from a defensive position rather than just fronting the issue and saying, you know, mommy's looking for a new friend or whatever it is. And what are you teaching your children about marriage, right? And it's, it's an old-fashioned idea, I get it, that you want to not date while you're in a divorce, especially, again, if it's a long-term divorce, it goes on for years, but talk to your kids about it on the front end. Talk to your spouse about it on the front end. Hiding it and having either one of them find out after the fact puts you in a way worse position, makes co-parenting harder, makes your relationship with your kids a little sticky for a while not something you want to do. And these things that parents do in front of their kids stay with the kids for literally the rest of their lives. A kid will be traumatized if they hear their their parent yell at the other one, even if the parents are married, not even just in divorce. Kids remember these things. And another thing is if your spouse, ex-spouse, is just giving you a dirty look and is being cold and doesn't even say anything, the kids feel that. And you know what it does to the kids? It makes them feel insecure. It makes them worried. It gives them stress. They want a unified team of parents, whether the parents are married or divorced. And if you are not a team, even if you have to fake it a little bit while you're getting divorced, kids feel it. A hundred percent. And so the best thing that you can do is to 
Preserve your relationship with your spouse as a co-parent. You don't have to like them. You don't have to love them anymore. You don't have to even get along with them about anything else. But when it comes to the kids, you know, what you're saying, Jackie, is so important that you present that unified front because that helps the kids feel secure. They know they can't play one of you against the other. They can't, you know, break that parental bond. And then they're like, okay, even if your kids don't like the rules, they know there are rules and they can be secure in those rules. You are exactly right about kids saying that if the parents are unified, they know that it's sticking and they can't get away with it. And they're just, they have better structure, they're disciplined better, they're just happier kids in general. Yeah. And kids now, are smart, they know. They know everything and they're watching everything. Even if they're three years old, they're watching. Mm -hmm. Two years old, one years old. Absolutely. Next point you wrote is dating during divorce can affect your kids. So let that's kind of bleeds over into it. But now I think that you are referring more to the kids dealing with you dating. Yeah. And, you know, look, divorce doesn't just affect you. It affects your children. It affects the family and your kids have they're already insecure because their whole world is changing, right? And they're going to need more of your time, more of your attention, more of your focus during this divorce than they did even beforehand, right? So if your attention and your focus is on yourself and your new relationship, let's say you find someone you date and you fall madly in love. We all know what it's like to be in love, right? Everything, the world, the rest of the world just kind of goes away for a while because we're so excited. We're so happy. And the kids feel that they're already not feeling important because the, you know, their parents are splitting. And now when the parent that they're staying with, at least for half of the time, like is focused on some new love, they really feel unimportant. And so you know, for that reason, I'm not saying you can't parent your children and be in love. Of course you can. But during this transition time, it might be better to just put off dating for a little while till you make sure that your kids have their feet underneath them. That is a really good point, Karen. And I want to tell my listeners, we know it's not easy. It just is a time in your life you have to be really selfless. Because your kids are hurting so much, even though they may not even seem like it. They, they really are. Moving on to the last reason. Dating during divorce distracts you from dealing with your own emotional stuff. That is big. That is big because, look, divorce is traumatic, even if you're the person who wanted it. And especially if you're not the person who wanted it. So it's going to bring up all kinds of emotional baggage from your past. You wonder what happened? Why did the marriage break up? What did I do in this? What did the other spouse do in this? Am I, you know, it, it erodes your trust in the opposite sex or the same sex, depending on who you're married to, right? But it erodes your trust in people, in relationships. It shakes your own foundation. That's a lot of psychological and emotional stuff that you need to deal with. And until you deal with it, 
if you jump right into another relationship, you're just going to make the same mistakes with a different person. So it makes so much more sense to deal with your own stuff while you're going through a divorce. Make sure that you're solid inside and outside. And then when you do start dating after you're divorced, you'll be in a way better position to create the relationship you really want. And I think that this is one of the reasons why getting a divorce coach and or seeing a therapist is a good idea because they help you work on your own emotional stuff too. Divorce coaches don't just help you with the process. They're helping all of you. And so really, if you get involved too soon with someone else, you're not fixing your problems, you're not doing enough mourning of the divorce and grieving and dissecting what went wrong in the relationship and what role you played. And that's why I hate to say it, second marriage is seven, divorce is 70% because people, I believe, jump in way too soon. And believe me, there's no more of a romantic than me. I love love. I get that feeling, Karen, of what you were talking about when you first meet someone and you're just so in love. You 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 can't even focus on anything else. And I want everybody listening to find that, but I want you to work on yourself and have your divorce finalized first. I could not agree more. And, you know, we all, it's so hard to, during a divorce, there's so much to do. Like everything is changing. You may have to move, you know, move your house, clean up your house, sell your house. You're dealing with your kids. You're dealing with, you know, the the end of a relationship, grieving. There's so many moving parts. You really don't have as much time to devote to a new relationship as you will, if you just get through all of the crazy time in the divorce, end it, deal with your own stuff, and then move on. You're going to be better off. Now, Karen, I just thought of something. What if somebody is going through a divorce and they meet someone totally by chance and they don't want to let that person slip through the cracks? Do you think it's okay to say, listen, I'm going through a divorce right now. I really don't want to be in a relationship, but I'd like to not lose touch. I'd like to be friends. Maybe we could meet for lunch a few times and just get to know each other and take it really, really slowly and keep it a little bit platonic until I sort out my divorce. What do you think about that idea? I think that would be fine. I think it's it's kind of hard to do, especially if you feel a right. really strong right. attraction. You want to just jump in and go for it. Um, but there's nothing wrong with saying that. And I think it's also, number one, very honest to tell the other person, look, this is what I, I'm going through. And number two, sensitive both to yourself and respectful of yourself and of the other person, because what you're saying to them is, I don't want to drag you into my mess. I really like you. I want a relationship with you. But let's do that when we're both clear and free to do that. And then show them Karen's article. <laughs> See, this is why I'm not dating you now. <laughs> but that's so true. And again, it goes back to being kind of selfless during the divorce. And you'll be so glad later on that you waited. Exactly. Karen, I can't believe we're out of time. This went by so fast. It really did. Any final thoughts on dating during divorce and why you shouldn't do it? 
I think we've covered just about everything there is, but it's it's really about what you said, Jackie, being selfless during the divorce, even though it's a time when the temptation is to be very selfish, right? But to care about your kids, to care about what's going on and to use the time to really focus on yourself and be selfish in that way. Be selfish in taking the time you need to deal with whatever emotions are coming up, to deal with whatever issues are coming up, to change house and, you know, school districts or whatever you have to do because of the divorce. And then once you're in a better place and life has calmed down, you'll be able to date with a clear mind, a free heart, and things will go so much better than if you try to do everything all at once. I just love it. And I want my listeners to know that dating after divorce will always be there. The guys will be there, the dates, the swiping, it's all waiting for you. But if you wait till the right time when you're in a much better emotional place, you're going to be so much happier and it will turn out so much better and you'll get a better divorce outcome. I agree completely. So Karen, thank you so much for taking time to be here today. I really enjoyed the conversation. Oh, Jackie, thank you for having me. You know I love talking to you and and I could do it forever. Same here, Karen. We really could talk for hours. If you guys want to learn more about Karen, you can find her at karencovey.com. You can call her up, have a free consult, go to her website. She has books, ebooks, all this free stuff for you to look at as well. And you can also find her in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. And if you want to listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app, sign up for my free consult or find other trusted vetted divorce professionals, including Karen, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you real soon.